This is Gray Man Media Content. Marker. Uh, welcome to this episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I am exploring the history and authenticity of mummies in this episode. I have a personal fascination with mummies, as you can see, and have been wrapped up myself in this theory for a long time. <laughs> this episode covers the origins and techniques of mummification, as we tried to demonstrate clearly, as well as the debate over the authenticity of the most famous mummies in history. I invite the audience to join me in this spine-tingling journey of the world of mummies! Swear to God, I will. You can't hurt me because I'm undead, bro. <laughs> hey, John, what are we talking about today? Season five, baby. What do you think we're talking about today, Devin? I, uh, I, I can only imagine we're probably talking about uh, the toilet paper shortage of 2020. You know what? That was initially what this episode was going to be about. Yeah. I guess you pivoted pretty hard when you decided mummies. Oh, good. So, Devin, um, what do you know about mummies? That depends on what we're talking about. I suppose we're talking about the authenticity. Authenticity. I mean, obviously they're real. The authenticity of it. Yeah, because they're real. Over the authenticity. Well, yeah, mummies are real. Of course. Mummification was an actual process. Yes. Yeah. Scientifically, factually proven. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's scientifically. I think it's more of a historic thing, but... Keep going. It's gonna be great. That's about all I got. <laughs> well, there's also. But the, if we're gonna talk about like the the rising uh, mummies, the undead ones, th- then you've lost. Yeah, me. like Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The all, movies, these fictional the, pieces. Yeah. I mean, how do we know they're fictional? What is fiction that Tomb is not Raider? fact? The Bible. Tomb Raider's real. There's such thing as Tomb Raiders. Yeah, but that's not what you're talking about, and you fucking know it. It may not be a multi-billionaire woman named Laura Croft, but with great thighs. But, you know, realistic... Great a lot of things. Yeah, you ain't joking. <laughs> um, she can hit me with those two 1911s any me. day. She can hit me in general. Are you dead ass right now? Is this what you're doing? <laughs> I'm trying to clean up. Please don't touch the mic. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, mummies, Tomb Raider, blah blah blah. Hippocritical. What the fuck are you? Are you having a stroke on air? You know what? Yes, because I haven't had enough of my coffee this morning. It's not filled with coffee. Indiscriminately needs ice. You know where the freezer is. 
It's actually just a short. Oh my god! Actively taking downers with uppers is just such an aggressive move for one o'clock on a Sunday. Devin, I do this all the time. I know, and I'm concerned for your health. <laughs> it's that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> anyway, all right. Okay, mummies hungry. <laughs> mummies are hungry. For human flesh, mm. yeah. So um, let's 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 talk facts, Devin, because I oh. know you're not the kind of guy <laughs> who who obviously likes you know theories and whatnot. But you listen to them. Don't mind a theory. Yes. So let's start with facts. Okay. Okay. So the history of mummies. Mummies have been a source of fascination for well thousands of years. Dating back to ancient civilizations like the Egyptians, which is where we most all commonly would refer to mummies as coming from there anyway. And now, which they mummified their dead by wrapping them and preserving their bodies, taking out all the organs, draining them of all their blood, wrapping the skin in really tight bandages made of hide and other fabrics like cotton, actually. Um, some of them were cotton, very few. Um, it was mostly like that tapestry shit. It's probably a lot of hemp. There's so there's a good amount of hemp. Yep, <clears throat> they're they're they had paper production technically, but they did a lot more of their uh, inscriptions on stone than anything else. I yeah, yeah. Yes. So anyway, all that was just to preserve the body after death. Now mummies can be found all over the world, even in South America and in Asia. Um, it's quite common actually in more ancient civilizations to see a mummified corpse, especially of somebody who is very important, like a king or. A uh, mystic or something like that. Well, it's an expensive process. We still do mummification. Expensive? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure they were worried about the price of gas. Okay. All I'm saying what? is that they didn't have money. They had, well, they had power. That's what it was. It was they a had, power they thing. They had money. They've had. They. They, had they never paid their slaves. They didn't have. They didn't. They didn't need to. They had the power and the money to get it done. If you didn't have money, meaning you don't have power. Then you don't get you don't get all of the extra stuff done to your dead body. What if you're just awesome? Yeah, well, you know, we still mummify today. It's just not we don't wrap people in bandages. Is it we too late to make this thing. my living will and say that I would like to be mummified and then cremated? That's so expensive. No, it's not. They're gonna spend all that time prepping your body for mummification, and then you just want them to burn it. Well, not at the same time, so it's going to be like a time capsule, so my body's got to chill. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> my body's got to chill and mummified for at least 100 years or so, and then it gets brought back up in a Viking funeral. John, I love you. No one will give a fuck about your body after 100 years after you're gone. I disagree. No one will give a fuck. They certainly will not dig your old ass up out of the ground. To give you a Viking, no, not a chance. Not a. These are my wishes, though. They don't care. You'll be dead. These are my wishes. (laughs) You can wish all day long, can't you? It's in my will. I can wish upon a star too. Anybody who doesn't follow my decree gets executed. Yeah, that's a a a lawyer will sign off on that for (laughs) sure. (laughs) I I got a notary on speed dial. Okay, alrighty. <laughs> See, we're good. We're now. We're good now. So each with each of these uh, cultures and history um, have their own unique history and methods for preservation. Not all of them did it the same way. Uh, the significance of death and the afterlife, 
in ancient Egyptians meant complex funeral preparations and rites. Um, but they were thought to be needed to ensure the transition of an individual from the earthly existence to the immortal. Mm. And in some cases, like uh, of some of the kings of ancient Egypt, um, King Tut. They're called pharaohs. King Tut. Yeah, we called him that. Uh huh. Pharaohs. My point stands. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He yeah. has a fucking title. They're inter- they're interchangeable. Yes. Okay. So many of the kings or pharaohs of the time. Pharaohs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, specifically, a few of them were thought to have actually had plans with dark magicians to be risen again, mm-hmm. which is where we get this from the text of you know ancient Egyptian script. Which those hieroglyphs, by the way, is what they're called hieroglyphs. Uh, yeah, I know. I know a little bit about Egypt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Tell me more. I was actually incredibly fascinated with ancient Egypt when I was in uh, elementary school. It was kind of an obsession. My mom was definitely thought it was unhealthy. I have a problem too. Started early on. Um, I collected really weird things from yeah. Egypt. I had a cousin. It was my godmother's um, son. I looked up to him, but he had passed on. Okay. I got some of his things though. Yeah. Um, several of those are miniature carvings of sp- the Sphinx out of stone from the Sphinx. From so in the early eighties, it was not difficult for locals to go and gather stone from the base mm. and they were selling it to tourists in the early eighties and nineties. Well, I mean, even then, I'm not saying that they didn't, I, I, not I'm not allow it, but I'm saying I'm it was shocked. probably, it was easier then. I'm just shocked. It was all. easier than it is now for sure. sure. Cause now there's like snipers and shit. Snipers, they got. They'll just snipe you off the top of the pyramid. I'm just saying, it's a possibility. You don't know, man. I'll literally drop kick you. That was a hard cut. If you didn't notice, I mean, hopefully you're gonna make it look good. Always. So yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Add man. some kind of funky transition, maybe. Have- so exactly, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I I don't know for a hundred percent fact that the last thing that we said works with that. So that's crazy that you just went for it. That's insanity. I do. <laughs> All right. What what are we talking about? Mummy stuff. Well, yeah, obviously, but where did we leave off? Well, we were just saying, and I'm not now we gotta start a cut again because that was a great transition I did. Um <laughs> We were just talking about how, like, in the 70s and 80s and 90s, that oh, it was yes, a yes, little yes, bit yes. less security yes. compared to now in 2023 as far as getting stone right, from right, right. the site. Yeah, I believe the last thing we said was, you'll get sniped off of the pyramid. Like I said, that's what I was saying. See, perfect transition. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you're the one that said it, so you threw to yourself, <laughs> <laughs> which is insane. But I'll make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, between takes, when one character usually throws to the next, John's throwing the take to himself. He's like... (laughs) Thanks, John. Back to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love the show. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's get serious here. Let's tell me more about I mean, the facts. I've been nothing but. Yeah, I mean, this obviously. is all facts, man. So to ensure a successful afterlife for the dead through mummification, most internal organs were removed and preserved in distinctive jars. The brain was also removed, but not preserved, and the rest of the body was dried with natural salt and then treated with oils and resins, and then tightly wrapped in bandages. Small figurines called shabbats were buried 
to magically provide for the deceased and help them pass into the afterlife. Animals scared, I'm sorry, animals sacred to the god like bulls, crocodiles, cats, falcons, and dogs were all mummified with the pharaohs of the time. The study of human remains is the museum's collection helps provide advanced, important research in the field of such archaeology, social anthropology, human biology, and the history of disease and genetics. Maybe they had the wherewithal, since they were able to build such amazing structures that we can't fathom how they did it now. They had the wherewithal to preserve these bodies in order for us to have better genetic and scientific research available to us in today's day. I don't think that's what it was. Why not? At all. Why not? Where would they have learned these techniques of preservation? Well, learning and why they did it is two separate questions. That is true. So let's start with one. Where would they have learned these techniques if it wasn't? Well, ceremonial, all technology, all techniques, everything that's human-driven is incrementally improved upon. Every iteration gets better and better. So it's like every episode of Wolf Takes and Bite, we get better and better at it, right? I would think so. Ceremonial burial has existed almost as long as, long as humans. It's something that we did very, very early on in our history. So, But it was only this few hundred years of preservation style. We still do it, though. We do it now. Well, yeah, but it started at one point pretty rapidly. Yeah. We got really good at it really quick. As for why they did it, if you, it doesn't just exist in Egypt. It exists a lot of places. Yeah, we uh, mentioned Asia and really South good, America. A really good example of it is the clay army in Asia, um, because the emperor. There's supposed to be people inside of those. No, the emperor. Th- there was a belief that you would take certain things with you to the afterlife. Oh, that's right. This yeah. emperor created an army. In Egyptian culture, they would not just they would mummify animals to take along with them to their journey to the afterlife. They would also include vast treasures in their tombs so that they could take those with them to the afterlife. Because in theory, you need to be rich in the afterlife as well. That you got to pay the ferryman. That was their that was their thing. They wanted to carry their treasures with them. Now the weird thing is about Egyptian in all the archaeological digs that have been done around there, very few vast treasures have actually because been found. Because they've been looted. Well, that when were they? That's what I'm saying. Were they looted thousands of years ago? Or were they looted? You know, in between the archaeological discoveries of the time, because uh, that town has been next to the Great Pyramid of Giza for like centuries. I'll, I'll tell you w- what I would assume. What I would assume is is unlike when a president leaves the the White House. Our system stays in place, so not everybody is in a rush to, you know, steal every document, right? Our system is still in place. However, every time a pharaoh would die, there was likely a larger, less sizable collapse in societal structure that caused people to just go complete anarchists. And because the pharaohs, everyone knew that the pharaohs were hiding treasures in their goddamn tombs. And they were terrible people, usually. Why would they care at all about what what the last pharaoh did? Furthermore, it could have been the brand new pharaoh being like, fuck that guy, he's dead. Go get his shit for me. No, that's like, a fair point. Who knows what ha- could have happened. That's a very fair point. I didn't think of it that way. And it's funny you made the presidential link, too, because it's like 
what, three of our last presidents have been caught with classified documents that were not supposed to leave the White House? That wasn't the angle I was going for, but yeah, I mean... That's a fair point. I don't think... I, I Not to get too political, and let's move past this as fast, fast as, as possible, possible, but... but it's but really, really not, not. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's really not that crazy to think about. You would pro if we had a larger company with an office and everything. There is a high likelihood that you might take documents that should probably stay on premise, but maybe you need to work with them, right? Maybe you need. Maybe you're going home for a long, a three day weekend from the Gray Man Company, but you know you need to get a project done. So maybe you take some documents with you or some pieces of a project that you need to get done for the weekend. Oh, for sure. You know, well, they're above the law, so. It's true. They never got charged, did they? Uh, I mean, maybe one of them's about to be, but. Yeah, probably not. Pro almost certainly not. <laughs> anyway, today's researchers at the museum use medical CT scanners to explore the mummies in the collection that they have. These new techniques have allowed researchers to discover more about life and death along the Nile. Mm. Now, let's dive into the science behind mummies how exactly did ancient civilizations manage to preserve a body for thousands of years well it's all about the environment not just the things used on the corpse the dry and arid climates found in many mummy mummy producing regions helped slow down the decomposition process additionally the use of preservatives such as nartarin a naturally occurring mixture of sodium carbonate and sodium bicarbonate helped to dehydrate the body and prevent bacteria from growing. In other words, they turned them into jerky. I was going to say that. <laughs> they literally just like said, hey, we can make beef jerky. Why can't we do this to King Tut? Well, they didn't have refrigerators, so they had to figure out a way to preserve meat somehow. And like, what are we but meat? That's probably how they thought about it. Do the best way to preserve that you know how. Yep. Cold, dark, cancels. Perfectly controlled climates. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's wild. Pharaoh jerky. Now available in the Gray Man store. It's not. So science is bullshit. No. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It sounds crazy, but hear me out, okay? Some people believe that Nazis were so convinced of the power of mummies that they even used them in bizarre and cruel experiments, attempting to extract their supposed supernatural abilities. I'm going to be as wise science bullshit. Because they were trying to do this scientifically. Well, that doesn't... Just because you do something scientifically with some kind of wacky idea behind the science doesn't necessarily mean science is bullshit. I just found it an interesting fact. I needed to get your attention, and I just wanted to make sure I mentioned Nazis at least once. I understand. I, it's my job to give a counterpoint. And that was weak at best. <sighs> Fair enough. Raiders of the Lost Ark. So mummies are perverse. Fictional. <laughs> Do we know that? Do we know if Harrison Ford Not him specifically fucking, Shut the fuck Maybe not Harrison Ford specifically But he's probably based on a real person 1942 is completely watch, possible You ever watch those like uh, GQ videos of like actual experts Watching movies and breaking down Why they're like full of shit 
I feel like that would ruin a lot of my um, whimsical value. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it would. It would. <laughs> you see where I'm coming from. I like that you say whimsical value. That's that's a compliment. I'll take that. I was trying to not be harsh. Firmly grasp it. I mean, John, take it or leave it. Like, what do you want from me? I'm fine. I'll take it. There you go. Oh, yeah. So mummies are preserved remains of humans or animals that have undergone the specific process of natural artificial preservation. The science of mummies involves the study of their physical, chemical, and biological properties, as well as their cultural and historical context when they are were created. One of the most famous examples of mummification in ancient Egypt is, in which involved a complex process of involving embalming and wrapping the body in linen bandages. This process was intended to preserve the body for the afterlife. Now, mummies have been studied using various scientific methods, including X-ray imaging, CT scanning, DNA analysis, and these studies have all provided insight into the health, diet, and lifestyles of ancient peoples and animals. Without mummification, we would be completely unaware of anything that happened, like, that wasn't written in text in those other cultures. Because if you can get an idea of an ancient culture's diet, their eating habits, their lifestyle, you know, if they got tattoos or not, like whatever the case might be, you could tell a lot about that culture from those things. Yep. Specifically the quality of life. I mean, if all you got is water and sand in your belly, then I mean, kind of sucks. Yeah, you probably didn't live long. (laughs) Probably not. Well, that's an interesting point to make too, though, because most ancient Egyptians didn't live past 25. I don't know about that. But. I said most, and I'm not talking about the elites, because they did, obviously. Yeah, but the studies would have been done on the elites, because the only people who would have been mummified would have been the elites. Well, there's a reason one of the youngest pharaohs was 12 years old when he was named pharaoh, because that was the age of premier enlightenment, and when it was lined up that he could take the throne. That's like more just like your parent died, and you're the next in line. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not exactly. It happened in European cities too. Like it's well that well, it happens. Yes, but in European you're the next line. You're the only person. They couldn't still control the European law. They couldn't control the entire company of people. Then it was just like you're the heir, but we're gonna have this board of representatives do it. And that's current. That's current. In that time, it was like, dude, you are like Pharaoh, bro. Like, Pharaoh. That's not how ancient Europe would have worked at all. I'm talking about ancient Egypt. I understand. And what I'm trying to say is, like, you're 12 years old. I don't think it's because of some kind of age of enlightenment. I think it's because that was probably the next person in the line of, you know, title. I mean, of course, they killed predecessor most of the time too i would assume so yeah 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 you think the plague and all that stuff not the plague you think all those things that happened supposedly from god weren't planned sir there was thousands of people throwing frogs off the roofs i'm so confused first off why did you go this angle second off why the scottish accent where it wasn't scottish i don't know what it was yeah what was it then i really don't know it felt fun it's because I'm John Wolf. Hey, John, that's crazy about those mummies, huh? I know the Nazis too, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we sponsored by? 
Oh, well, that was very blunt, yeah, sir. Yeah, let's restart. Yeah. Not Nazis, please. I'm thinking about getting mad. <laughs> Can you tell? Can you tell? I love it. So, uh, hey, damn it, now that we're in the dark. We don't need to make this ASMR. <laughs> There's a reason your mic has a sock now. <laughs> it's not that serious. It's just content. So, Devin, you know what helps me get up in the morning? <laughs> I have an idea. Monster energy. You know, mummies are kind of like monsters. That's where it comes from. It's monster energy. I, I just read the scripts from Tuka Common. <laughs> the and original I get formula up. was yeah. actually from Tuka Common. Exactly. You know, it just gets me rock hard in the morning. I'm out of bed and I'm up and dressed in 30 seconds because of that. Yep. And if you want to have that same experience, all you got to do is go to the affiliate link below. Go to my Amazon and buy your own case of monster energy. No, John's case of monster energy. That's the canon. That is the canon. <laughs> You. What when is this you, right now? It's are five you, minutes. Are you, are you worried about our con on, on our on our so on our fucking SSD? Are you concerned about that? Are you are we are we worried that we might run out of these like told you one hundred and nine hours? Yeah, the dog would bark if it was at our door. Is it Amazon? Well, it's probably the people upstairs fucking losing their shit. Well, other people were yelling before us. It is Amazon. Hold on. Hold on. Is it the cops? Yeah, yeah, I come talk. Uh, are you the, serious? The people above are the ones that are arguing. The, yeah, there's people right upstairs, above us. man. No, it's it's the people. We have it on audio recording. It's the people above us. What the fuck? That's fair. That's, <laughs> that's totally fair. We weren't just screaming, but they were like straight up fighting. No, yeah, that was. <laughs> so I love how the cops show up and then I'm just like, oh, it's fucking Amazon. <laughs> we don't have a problem here, dude. We thought you were Amazon. Okay, back to the ad that literally is now eight minutes. This is all state. Yeah, aren't you glad we were recording? This is why we should record all the time. <laughs> Literally captured one, an amazing moment. I'm not mad. This is the part you were mad. This is, no, you were mad. This is premium. You were so mad. Oh, in fact, that oh. the police thought it was me and you who were arguing. <laughs> That's how mad you were. <laughs> Let's do this ad so I can get a cigarette. Right, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Good. Folks, I hope no, you... No, 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 no. We don't need to be in any kind of rush to go outside right now. I don't oh. want to deal with that. I do. Especially after they think that there's some kind of domestic thing going on between me and you. I'm good, dog. I'm good. <laughs> Please stop. They're going to break down the door thinking there's someone dying. I am. <laughs> no, no. No, can we just... No, seriously. Can we just... I know we're supposed to be doing an audio, but can we seriously talk about the fact that our our friendly arguments about content is so violent and visceral that the police literally think that it's us that's the, oh my god that's, that's so, so funny, funny. <laughs> so folks uh, i know that was fun for you but uh, please help us get an office <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we need office support hey don't be taking private files from the from the office I mean, Devin, I only steal staples. That's a federal crime. Don't be keeping it in your in your fucking garage next to your Corvette. Don't be keeping them next to your Corvette, all right? 
I have a Corvette. Yeah, don't be keeping them in the garage next to your Corvette. Folks, help me get a Corvette. Don't be keeping them in your in your estate on Mar-a-Lago. If somebody helps me get a Corvette, I'm not stealing anything for the rest of my life. I can't believe you just lied on air. This is supposed to be an ad. All right, let's do it. What is it? 12 minutes in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is season five. Second time the cops have been called on us. Fuck. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, Devin, you know how to get up in the morning? This is going to be so hard to do. Well, Devin, you tell me. Who, who, where can they listen? Spotify? Yeah. And Apple? Yeah. And pretty much anywhere else. And how do we do that? Transistor FM. Oh, really? What's that? <laughs> it's our RSS feed provider. Oh, are they good? Well, we're using them, so yeah, they must be all right. <laughs> You know, I've heard one thing about them, mostly the, the fact that they provide RSS feeds to everybody for a very affordable price. Not to mention the fact that a lot of the bigger name podcast companies are out there are using Transistor FM to delineate their podcasts. One thing that we haven't talked about in these ads that I think is important to note is free uh, RSS providers such as Anchor. It's now called Spotify Podca- or Podcast Spotify or something like that. Oh, they own it now? They've been owning it. They just changed the name. Hmm. Um they, if you look under their terms, they technically own the audio that you upload. Absolutely. And do. Transistor does not do that. That's one of the re- many reasons that we switched <clears throat> from Anchor to Transistor is because Transistor does not own the rights to our content, which is insane that people just allow that to happen on Anchor. Well, you're paying for the service. Yeah, you are paying for the service. but Which I mean, means the rights to your content <clears throat> are yours. That the, Legally. The, ter- the terms of services, could you could wave that away. You know, if Anchor decided to charge people... They could still be in their terms of services. You got to be careful about those kind of things. Read we, the TOS agreement. We did the research, and Transistor doesn't. So if you want to own your content, if you want to run multiple podcasts, you want to monetize and have it legally yours. If you want to own your own stuff, listen, us content creators, we got to look out for each other. I'm looking out for you right now. That's fair. If you're gonna start a podcast, please use Transistor uh-huh. FM. And furthermore, if you like what we do, you can use the affiliate link down below to support us. And start your own podcast using Transistor FM. Yep. And the that best was part. fucking mint, by it was, the way. It was. I nailed that. It was. Keep that in. And well, <laughs> And guess what? The best part about Transistor FM that I like is that you can create <laughs> as many podcasts as you want. Yeah. As many shows as you want. at the lowest tier. At the lowest tier. You can create as many shows as you want. If you have 50 things you want to talk about, but you all want to separate and categorize, they can do that. And they'll still distribute all of that to every platform that podcasts can be listened to. On a single charge, you can if you're if you're starting a media company and you want to run multiple podcasts, you can even invite other members to your team on Transistor so that they can gain things like uploading episode, editing content description, looking at analytics, at, at looking at the analytics. All of those things is super and helpful when you're using multiple people. If you, listen, if you're just one person, then maybe Transistor FM is not for you. However, I will say, even at the lowest tier, Transistor offers so much more for podcasters than literally anyone else. And they're only run by three people. It's a small company, which means that when you go contact them, you're going to talk to the real people, mm-hmm. which, hey, who doesn't love that? Exactly. In Just like Great Man Media. GPT and AI, <coughs> we don't need all that. All right, let's talk to a real fucking person. <clears throat> Just like Great Man Media. 
specific <laughs> GrandmanMediaCo.com, where you can find all Wolf Takes a Bite merch, as well as any other content-related media merch that we create, yeah. um, ran by this small company of three people who have been dedicated to bringing you amazing content for the last two years. Thank you so much for your patronage. Go there, check out some of our stuff, pick and go ahead and pick new up the shirt. new shirt. Oh, oh, what's it look like? What is it, John? Bam, it's right there. <laughs> in this audio only? <laughs> well, you gotta go to find out. Yeah, you gotta go check that out. That wolf mummy t-shirt looking real sick. Not nasty. to mention the new great, the new Wolf Takes a Bite logo. The new Wolf Takes oh, a Bite yeah, logo yeah, yeah, t-shirt yeah, looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Our content media provider over there is looking like she's stressing. <laughs> Jessica's shaking her head right now. <laughs> Merch department is like, dude, I can't. <laughs> but guess what? It will be there by the time you hear this. So guess what? That's all we have for you. Uh, let's get back to the episode. Split between John and Devin during week. Now this is So now that we're uh, all wrapped up from those ads, all I was saying, Devin, to loop back to that weird cut that just happened. Was that the overall science? The more of, you reference the weird cut, the harder it is to make it look good. I hope you understand that. We're we're actively burning time. Yeah. So why are we arguing? Start the episode. I was. You brought it up. No, I brought up the hard cut. Stop referencing the hard cut. <laughs> That's a cut. So the overall science of mummies is an in is an interdisciplinary field that combines the expertise of archaeologists, anthropologists, medical doctors, and other specialities to understand the physical and cultural aspects of these fascinating relics. Now, Devin. God damn it. Uh-huh. So now let's talk about King Tut. Probably one of the most popular pharaohs of Egyptian history. Popular. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you think so? I'd, I'd probably use the word, like, famous. But. I mean, other than, um, cool. what's her name? The Denial. Um, Chloe. Maybe I'm thinking of a kid children's TV show. When the fuck are you on about? Queen Latifah? No, that's not right. Who is the woman pharaoh that that was there? Cleopatra? Cleo! It was Cleo. Okay, you yeah. said Chloe! <laughs> well, it was close you enough. You said Queen Latifah! She could be. A f she could be. Uh-huh. King Tut, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fool. <coughs> so easy to trigger. Hello. It's so easy to trigger. Couldn't figure out the name Cleopatra. There's two. There's two Egyptian leaders, like, ever. What? That anyone ever talks about. That's a lie. Name another one. You couldn't even remember the second one. Mufasa. Shut <laughs> Yep. Mufasa. You heard it here first. Uh, I think uh, Usted. Uh, Look it up. Uh, Look it up for me. Mufasa the No, mummy. no, no. No, not Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa the mummy. Pharaoh Usted. That's what you said. How do you spell Pharaoh? Oh, look at that. What we got? Isises. <laughs> That's close. Yeah, close. Enough. It's, it's so like close Queen Latifah there. and Cleopatra. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're basically the same person. I Google know what I meant. 
Yeah, when you type it, when you go on to Google and you're looking for Cleopatra, if you just type in Queen Latifah, it's actually the second result. <laughs> yeah. It's Cleopatra. Pharaoh Latifah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, the mummy of King Tut, as shown here, gets credit for uh, popularizing the Pharaoh's curse. Now, this is where we get the mummy lore from, mm. mostly, um, in literature. But the myths and origin have been traced to London stage act performed a hundred years before the boy King's Tut tomb was actually excavated in 1922. Interesting, huh? Sure. Yeah, so the curse of the mummy was actually discovered before the mummy that originated the curse. According to this timeline. To be clear. Okay. Okay. Now, <clears throat> the curse of the mummy. Devin, I, I was... Figured I would go ahead and give this a read so you could uh, get a good picture. What are you about to read? I'm about to read the 100-year-old folklore and pop culture uh, piece that has perpetrated the myth that the opening of the mummy's tomb leads to certain death. Perpetrated? <laughs> uh-huh. Certain death what? <laughs> What are we talking about? I don't know why I'm talking like the dude from Big Bang Theory today, but stop. You haven't even had that much. Shut up! <laughs> you don't know that. What's, what do you think is in my coffee cup? I know what's in your coffee cup. The movies of the mummies. <laughs> you ready? Movie mummies are known for two things. Fabulous riches and a nasty curse that brings treasure hunters to a bad end. But Hollywood didn't invent the curse concept. The hold on, mummies. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is an excerpt from the piece that was written a hundred years ago or a hundred years before King Tut's tomb was found. Now, this is my intro to the piece. Okay. Like a properly written intro to the piece. Okay. okay. It just—it sounded like you said you were going to read it, but I was. Okay. <clears throat> but I thought I would just set the scene a little. <laughs> Because of our normal fuckery, henceforth this. Mm -hmm. let, will you let me know when you're actually reading the piece? Movie mummies are known for two things. Fabulous riches and a nasty curse that brings treasure hunters to a bad end. But Hollywood didn't invent the curse concept. The mummy's curse first enjoyed worldwide acclaimed after the 1922 discovery of King Tukakaman's tomb in the Valley of the Kings near Luxor, Egypt. When Hayward Carter opened a small hole to peer inside the tomb at the treasures hidden for 3,000 years, he also unleashed a global passion for ancient Egypt. Henceforth, Tut's glittering treasures made great headlines, especially following the opening of the burial chamber on February 16, 1923. And so did the sensationalistic accounts of subsequent deaths of the expedition team members, specifically sponsor Lord Caravan. But in reality, Caravan died of blood poisoning, and only six of the 26 people present when the tomb was opened died within a decade. Carter surely any curse's prime target lived until 1939, almost 20 years after the opening. 
But while the Pharaoh's curse may lack a bite, it hasn't lost its ability to fascinate audiences, which may be how it originated in the first place. Within the months of the discovery of King Tutankhamun's tomb in 1922, the man who f uh, financed its excavation, George Herbert, the fifth Earl of Cardivan in England, came ill and dropped dead. It didn't take long for people to question whether a mummy's curse had doomed the Earl. So here's the quotation. Pharaoh's 3,000-year-old curse is seen in illness of Carnivans. Uh, Read the headline on the front page of the March 21st, 1923 edition of the Courier Journal. The newspaper published in Louisville, Kentucky. Similar headlines appeared in newspapers around the world as news broke of Carnivans' illness and death. He suffered an infection that reportedly resulted from a shaving accident when he cut a bite mark made by a mosquito. Reporters claimed that his wife, Amelia Herbert, was also ill, but she recovered and would live until 1969, dying at the age of 93. Now, Carnivan had been financing the search for an excavation of Tukacommon's tomb. When Howard Carter found the tomb in November of 1922, he delayed the exploring inside until Herbert could arrive from Britain. After Carnivan's arrival, they ventured into the tomb, seeing the wonderful, as they said, artifacts buried with Tukacaman. No writing from ancient Egyptians mentioning a curse was found in the tomb. However, while the notation of a curse may sound ridiculous, it actually had been studied seriously by scientists with several papers published on the topic. In an effort to determine whether or not a long-lived pathogen could have caused the curse, scientists used mathematical modeling to determine how long the pathogen could survive inside of a tomb. Like if they purposely placed right. a, some kind of virus. Biological warfare. Early versions. Now, according to papers published on the subject in 1996, and opens in a new in a new tab and then 1998 as well the journal proceedings of the Royal Society for a B Biological Sciences they stated this indeed the mysterious death of Lord Caravan after entering the tomb of the Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun could potentially be explained by an infection with a highly virulent and very long lived pathogen so, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to let you finish because I wanted to be sure before I asked. Mm -hmm. What part of that was from the... Because you said earlier you were going to read an excerpt from the thing that prophesized or whatever, the play that came 100 years before. What part of that was that? I might have, mis I might have, might have misspoke. But okay. my understanding of this was that these were quotations on the subject specifically related to that in that time frame. These were quotes taken out of newspapers right. and from people who were actually there. Right. No, I understand that. I That's just, what I meant. I, I, I would assume... It wasn't from the play. 
wasn't from the play. That was my mistake if I said that. You did. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I think the listeners would would have been confused if if we understandably. Yeah. So um, the reality, Devin. Let's let's break it down. What do we think we figured out so far? Well, before you go out and start digging up mummies to uncover the supposed Nazi era secrets, which are definitely there, um, let's take a step back and examine the reality of the situation, shall we? Uh huh. While there is no concrete evidence to support that the theory uh, that Nazis <laughs> were obsessed with mummies. It's just, I can already tell by that first sentence that this is ChatGPT. <laughs> this part, this part right here? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there's no concrete evidence to support the theory that Nazis were obsessed with mummies. It is well documented that they had did have an interest in the occult and the supernatural, but the idea that they were using mummies in their experiments is likely just a wild conspiracy. Mm-hmm. What other wild conspiracies have you heard about? Maybe you've heard that mummies were... And the Egyptian culture was derived from UFOs and aliens. I seriously doubt it. Their construction can only be described as impossible by human means. No, we've already we've already covered this. We know exactly what happened. Oh, then what is that? There was a different technology path. Uh huh. What happened to that technology? It was lost during the Younger Dryas period. Impact. Okay. So, specifically, one stone. That would take a 30-ton crane uh, it's to still, lift. It's still pretty much impossible with today's technology. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. This previous technology would have used vibrations. Oh, what about the cutting of the stone? There's vibrations and everything, and if you know how to use them, you could do anything with that matter, right? Yeah, but I don't know if you cut it. Why not? Not into precise... Oh, I would argue it'd be even more precise than that. If you could, if you could get down to the vibration of the molecular st- structure of anything, yeah, it'd be more precise than a fucking laser. I don't know, lasers would be pretty precise. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe man. some kind of milling thing would happen, but those stones weigh tons, tons and tons. Also, Twenty-two tons yeah, impact and, each stone. And if you, and if you could, if you could change. The molecules inside of matter, you can move that shit. So you're talking There's about a lot of stock about Egyptians having like magic and stuff like that. Uh, you think that that shit came from nowhere? Well, we didn't get into that as much as I was hoping to. But yes, the magic. We talked. To, I tried. I tried to tell you about all of this in the in last season. Tell me about the magic now. Well, it would have been that. It would have been that. It would have been a technology. Humans would have understood how to get down to 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 the vibrations of the molecular structure and build these incredible things. A completely different technology tree than us. What's the spell? Is it not a spell? How would this magic work? It's a technology. So it's not. It would have been a. It is indistinguishable from magic. If you take a cell phone to a caveman, he'll tell you it's magic. Okay. To us, it would be magic. If you see gods with the heads of dogs and alligators and serpents with the bodies of men coming down to tell you how to govern your people, would that not be extraterrestrial or magic related? I'm not just... I'm not... Because that's what they believe. That's what, the, that's what the hieroglyphs state, is that their gods have come down on flaming chariots to tell them how to do all this stuff. I'm not disagreeing that 
that aliens might have given them that technology path. I think it's aliens. Or future humans with head, like, they, like okay, Stargate. Think of Stargate. Oh, fucking Christ. Right? That's a potential real mm, oh, yeah. explanation. Super real. I've said potentially real uh-huh. super explanation because the pyramid just fits inside of the other spaceship, which is made of metal. And then the people, which are human-based, right, from um, when humans left the planet in the first times, which they did. Um, and then we scatter throughout the universe, and this is, uh, we just started generationally over again here because we're on a, on a dilapidating cycle of, because uh, we destroy and then recreate, and we forget. That's why we always say it's the the, the giant uh, fireballs or the, the meteors that killed the dinosaurs. No, it didn't kill dinosaurs. It killed our last ancestors. It's not the dinosaurs. It was us. And then we came back from the ground and where we, we hid underground. And then we, that's why we find all these ancient structures. The Mayans were an example of those um, ancient civilizations. What? So, well, that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> We've explored the world of mummies and the exciting things that you can do uh, to bring a piece of that mystery into your life. Now, from media companies to merch stores, there is no shortage of ways to get your mummy fix, especially with us here at Great Man Media. We have merch stores and we have media. Yeah, definitely check out the uh, the new uh, Wolf Mummy shirt. Uh, it's it looks really sick. Uh, it's Dude, it's cool. gonna be so cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's gonna so be so dope. Definitely pick one of those up. Uh, by the time you're hearing this episode or watching it on YouTube, it's on the store. Just head over there and grab that. Are you uh, signing off on this for real? Yeah. Well, you see, you ruined it. See it. it. We we almost sounded like we were doing this professionally, and then you ruined it. But now, that's not all, folks, because next week we'll be taking a trip down memory lane. Bugs, buddy. (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) Don't forget to also check us out on our social media. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Erwer. Erwer! Like and subscribe, uh, because that's the best way to show your support. Also, comment below any of these videos, and uh, you could win a prize. Leave a review. Leave a review. Five stars. All the stars. And a comment. Mm-hmm. You could literally win a prize. Like, it's really fucking simple. Just do it. Be serious. I'm not kidding. Like, I just want to give you something. If you're here. If you can't tell, he's desperate. So please. I'm desperate for friends. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is my best friend. But that's not all, folks. Next week, we'll be taking a trip down memory lane as we explore the world of Agatha Christie. Join us as we delve into the mystery and suspense that made her one of the greatest writers of all time. Maybe some weird stuff, too. Probably some weird. It's a wolf takes a bite, so it's probably some weird stuff. It's probably going to be very weird and a lot of bantering. But until next time, this is John Wolf and Devin Gray signing off. Stay curious and remember, question everything. The truth is out there. (laughs) Well... Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How are you guys liking season five so far? I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, oh, that's staying in. That's fine. All of this can stay in. You can do whatever you want with this.